Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we have back on the show serial guest Fiona Yeen, who heads up the M&A division at Aspect Legal to talk to us today all about how to exit elegantly. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to the Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. Fiona, welcome back. Thanks, Jo. I'm not sure I'm serial yet. As long as you don't combine me with a killer, I'm happy. (laughs) Okay. I like this title, How to Exit Elegantly, not just because of the alliteration, but also I think it's a really good topic, I guess, because we see a lot of inelegant exits because of some common mistakes, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And to be honest, it's such a tense circumstance you're going through when you're selling your business as a vendor. And you're in the moment, you've been building for it, you're ready to go, you finally find the right purchaser who's going to take your baby and help it grow and do all the things you want to happen with it and you have to exit. And if you do it elegantly, it's good, but I've seen quite a few who haven't exited elegantly and the ramifications are really quite serious. So I I like the topic because of sounds cool. But the reality is if you can exit elegantly, you're so much further ahead. I think it's a really good point. And I guess before we get into it, it's an interesting point because a lot of it is based on maybe emotion that our sellers don't really anticipate and maybe don't even recognize in themselves. But it is an emotional process, you know, particularly for people who have had a period of time of building this business that's their business baby. And I guess it's just being a little bit more cognizant of that as well. And I think it's a really good idea that we talk about this because we're talking not only to the brokers and the uh, corporate advisors who are working with businesses leading them up to sale, but also the accountants as well. So the more that is understood throughout the deal team, I think the more we can work together with the client to help guide them through this. But hopefully you can also guide them to this podcast so we can give, they can hear, (laughs) these tips themselves. So Fiona, let's launch into it. What's your battle plan for how to exit elegantly? Okay. Well, if you've heard me before, you know, I like preparation, prepare, prepare, (laughs) prepare. And it was really interesting. I have a client who I'm currently working with, who's very much set up to exit elegantly. And he started setting that up four years ago. And so one of the things is understanding why you're selling the business and what else you want to do and setting up the foundations for that next step. So one of my clients, he knows he wants to retire. Perfect. He just needs to start building up some interests, maybe start to figure out what his exit plan is. It's that real preparation is quite important. Another client decided he wanted to retrain and do something really different. So basically going from what would be a professional services kind of uh, role into literally a trade. So one of those things is to understand is to really think about it at the beginning because you get caught up in the, I'm going to sell my business. What do we need to do? Do I need leases? I need a sale agreement. We need a heads of agreement, which broker am I going to use? Where's my exclusivity deal? Where's my NDA? The other bit of it is there is an individual who's exiting through this process as well and they need to be prepping pretty much in line with all of those things. And it's a really simple question as a broker or an advisor to say, what are you going to do next? 
what's your plan? So once we've sold this, what's your plan? Because things will come from that. You know, if you're a broker, you, you might get shocked when the answer is, I want to run a cafe. Oh, well, let me talk to you about some of my businesses. Or I want to do this or I want to do that. Well, have you thought of this? You know, or the accountant, that's great. We might need to set something up. The lawyer, well, let's see what else we can do. So not only are you adding value to your client by knowing where they want to go and what they want to do, you're facilitating them with this deal, but you're also helping them prep for their next stage of life away from, you know, and this is not retirement. This is just changing stages, right? It sounds like the next stage of life, you're going out to pasture. No, most people selling their business have grand plans of what they're doing next. Let's make sure that this process fits into that and is part of a smooth transition. And I guess the flip side of that is people who haven't been really clear about what they're going to do next. You know, I I can recall a number of conversations I've had with clients where I say, well, you know, what's next for you? And they say, I really don't know. I'm selling this because someone else has made me sell it or, you know. Or someone gave me an offer I couldn't refuse. Couldn't refuse, right. And we know that road bumps will appear in those transactions because we've got that emotional hurdle that we still have to get over. And there's also, Joe, that practical bit as well. So different vendors have different ideas. Many vendors think, I'm going to sell it and walk out on day one and I'm done. But then the purchaser may want an earnout period or a consultancy or a training period or a period of a contracting arrangement. So you find many vendors may actually not be as clear cut as maybe they thought it would be. Then the other side of it too is as the purchaser, you want this exit to go well as well right? You've just bought this brand new business. You want to take it for these wonderful achievements. You've got these grand plans. Is the vendor going to help you with that or hinder you? And you've got to look at the dynamics. And then, you know, you've got the staff there. What are they going to think about this? So, Each exit is unique, but each exit needs to be planned so that you know who's doing what and how it's going to work. And sometimes you need a plan B if it doesn't work. That's a really good point. The plan B, I think that is so important. Uh, And it's particularly important if in many exit environments, there may not be, for whatever reason, competitive tension. So you may not have a pool of buyers that you're choosing from. But I guess uh, one of the mantras I have on this podcast is the benefit of competitive tension, the benefit of having a pool of buyers. Well, that's all very well and good to say, but if there aren't many buyers out there, then you've got an issue. But how you can deal with that, I guess, the alternate way is to have your plan B. And, you know, many clients that I've seen that really do this well have their plan D, E and F as well. You know, just having all of those fallback strategies so you're not too emotionally connected with any one particular course, which allows you to keep level-headed. Correct. And isn't it amazing that if you've got a plan B and you tell that to the purchaser, all of a sudden they start to see some more value. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's all about driving value. So, oh yeah, but if you don't want to buy it, we might do X, Y, Z. Whoa, that sounds quite interesting. And you can always tell when they're interested because they start writing it down on their pieces of paper or putting it in their phone. (laughs) So, you know, you start to build that value through those discussions as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So look, this is, I mean, preparation, it's such a big point, isn't it? But I really like that you've taken us through not just preparation in terms of, well, I mean, getting the business ready, getting the staff ready, which is something that we talk a lot about, but also looking at preparation in terms of mental 
preparation and preparation in terms of fullbacks or options. There's actually one bit that I also want to say is don't overstep your readiness. So that exiting elegant, the reason I like the word elegant is it's balancing between that line of, you know, being Boy Scout prepared and dealing with the circumstances that you have around you. I have a client who my heart goes out to, he thought he'd do the right thing and tell his employees that he was putting the business on the market. The business took a little while to sell. The employees didn't stay. By the time he actually got to a sale process, the value that had been eroded by the amount of turnover he had was huge. And so it's also, it's about that elegant balance And that's one of the other reasons it's like being balanced. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to jump too far in your preparations. You know, emotionally, you don't want to have a business that you're no longer interested in and you've mentally moved on. You want to stay in the game. This is all that part of that how to exit elegantly is to balance between I want to move on and do some other things, but this is still my baby I need to grow and also that letting go. So it's a real balancing act that, that a lot of vendors, you know, you'd be amazed the number of clients I say, have you thought about how this is going to work? And they go, well, that's a really good question. Well, and, you know, I guess as an advisor, I think it's great to feel that we are getting those responses from clients as well. And I think, you know, almost as an advisor, that's part of our job to dig until we get the answer that that's a really good question, right? <laughs> it's a good sign. It's a good sign. We've, we've gotten to somewhere where we're able to add value over and above just that transactional element, I, I guess, as well, right? Yeah. And the other thing is everybody thinks that their purchaser and their vendor are going to be great mates. Doesn't always happen that way. You know, and that that other bit is that interface between those, you know, someone wants to take your business in a completely different direction. They've paid you a lot of money to enable themselves to do it. How do you let that go? Do you do it? And if you're in consulting, how do you tick the box to comply with your consulting agreement without ruffling all the feathers and being mindful that this is no longer your business? So some of those ties that are in the contract post-settlement are really important for the vendor and purchaser to understand. You know, if you have an earnout and it's dependent on you performing services for six months, what if Actually, neither of you wants you to perform those services because it isn't working. What are your protections? What are we going to do? Okay, if it doesn't work, can they get rid of you and you don't get your earn out? Or can you leave and you don't get your earn out? Or do you have to reopen the whole negotiations again to find the answer? It's a really important point because we've had a few podcasts topic where I've talked this through with a number of people. It's just so interesting how often it comes up that earnouts or other approaches in terms of the purchase and the buyer maintaining a relationship for a period of time seems like a great idea in the beginning. <laughs> but we know how often, don't we, Fiona? <laughs> that, that is not the reality, you know. I mean, it can be. It can be fabulous sometimes. But I feel in reality that the fabulous is probably more the end than the rule. That's my feeling on it. Uh, I think you'd probably agree. <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, they say if you put two lawyers in a room, you get two answers. Put two businesses owner of the same business, you'll get two answers. Yeah. Not yeah, the yeah. most smooth transition. Yeah, yeah. And particularly difficult when there's emotions at play for the exiting party. I think that's what quite often will really, you've got the excitement of the new buyer who wants to do change everything up because that's what buyers want to do. And then you've got the, you know, the person exiting who sort of is sitting in that space of thinking they know what has worked best in the past for the business. So it's this clash. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I guess if you're aware of it from the outset, well, you say, okay, well, we 
we at least we acknowledge that this might happen. So A, we're emotionally ready for it and B, we're legally ready for it. Yeah, and I think that's the bit is to be legally ready as well because people think it's going to be all, you know, roses and, and coming up sunshine. But the reality is sometimes, you know, someone says, I want to do this with the business. It's great. Maybe you did it three years ago and it was a downright failure. You know, you don't want to see the business go backwards. Do you feel obliged to tell them that's a crap idea? But let's not say it that way. Think about some of those things and think about how you do it because sometimes, you know, that's a terrible idea. We tried that before. I had that idea and it was useless. Well, maybe life's changed. Maybe circumstances have changed. How you present something is really important in that in that forced marriage circumstances and you need to know how to get divorced and move on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good sort of way of putting it, isn't it? You need to know how you're going to be divorced. And, you know, the reality is mostly, well, many sales we deal with where there is still an ongoing connection of the buyer and the seller is only meant to be for a limited period of time anyway. But I guess our point is, even if you envisage that, just be aware that the reality might require it to be a lot shorter. (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing too is remember you're going to get divorced. Yeah. I have some lovely clients who just, you know, were happy with the transition and with moving things over slowly. Mm. And then it became clear that they weren't really exiting. They were still there and that wasn't the plan. And it was like, no, I'm not an owner. I don't know what I am. So it's also about things like, you know, if you're putting your business up for sale, move your personal stuff out. Make sure it's clean. It's, it comes back to some of that preparation. Separate some of your things. Yes, you can be supportive, but you just want to make sure that that exit, that that separation, that that divorce is happening, you know. Otherwise, you know, remember this business has been your workplace, something you've put your time, money, your investment, your heart and soul into. You need to start pulling it back. And to be honest, if you don't, you end up, you know, even financially, you know, the debts go to a certain point. Who's responsible for collecting payments? Collect them quickly. Yeah. Get it sorted out. The more you leave it hanging, the more it hangs over everybody. Title loose ends up quickly. I, that's the thing. And I think sometimes we see business owners decide that they don't need to tie it up quickly because they feel that there's no hurry. But the problem is the longer it lingers uh, and, you know, the, the worse the issues can be, I guess, <laughs> without getting into specifics of many cases that uh, we've seen recently. But uh, tie up the loose ends quickly, I guess, is the point. Yeah. And the thing is, when the momentum's still there, harness it. Harness the momentum of the sale process to tie up those loose ends because if you take the time, once you take the foot off the brake, it gets slower and slower and slower. We all have that thing on the list, our to-do list, that we've been able to put off for a week, a month, two months, and none of us ever want to get to that one. You don't want your loose ends to end up there as that, oh, we'll get to that eventually because otherwise they just keep hanging and hanging and it's not best for anybody. And I guess this is coming back to the preparation of how to exit elegantly as well. It's that preparation of really clearly understanding everything that you're going to be doing at transition. And we spend a lot of time working our clients through that. But sometimes I think the issue often comes up when, particularly when people feel they know enough to 
do that element themselves. And it's almost always the case that when people feel they know themselves what needs to happen without taking advice, there's things that are missed. Yeah. Because just running a business or transacting an acquisition or a sale once every year or two, you know, at best for most businesses is not enough to really have your finger on the pulse of what needs to happen because there is so much. So there's that saying, you know, a lawyer who has themselves a client is a fool. You need to step back and have that visibility and have that person who doesn't have the emotional attachment to make sure those things are all picked up and can see everything. A simple fact is I think I've got six sales and purchases on my desk at the moment. So I do this day in, day out. If you do it once a year, it's a different thing. It's a different story of what you're looking at and what you're doing. So there are things that I just ask because I know I have to ask it every time. But, you know, if you ask me to do something I do once a year, I have to think what all those things are. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And also, I guess, you know, because we see such a high volume of these, we really do see the trends, the trends of the issues, and it allows us to pick up on them quickly. But for the business owner that, as we said, maybe at best is dealing with this once or twice a year, you know, it's the trends as well that they're missing. Yes, that is true. And you start to get a feel for what's in the market at a a particular point in time. And it does change, right? So we actually see that happening with what, you know, there'll be a whole point where purchasers will want a certain type of thing because obviously it's probably been promoted in the, either in the brokering services or in the newspapers about certain things, or even, you know, a transaction that's got people's attention. So things like earnouts can be popular at different times and less popular at other times, or, you know, training or, you know, all of those things that continue hit their are trends in those areas that you say retention amounts we see those trends and so we know when to go you know yes this was popular last month you know this was popular everyone was doing it but not so much right now absolutely and I guess the other thing to throw in there for the elegant exits we talked about a little bit in terms of having option a and option b but that was in relation to how certain things will work I think also in terms of negotiating it's really good to have a really big tool chest of different ways you can cut different parts of the deal together as well. And that really helps because some of the issues I feel in elegant exits are where the the buyer and seller have gotten to the point where there's a road bump that they can't agree on. But sometimes the way through that is a less conventional approach and finding different ways to cut the deal so everyone gets what they want. So I guess that's a part of it as well. Yeah. And I mean, I have some examples which I've had where an awkward exit has occurred because a road bump's come up. People I've gone, let's do it this way and we'll do it now. Let's do it now. And we've changed a deal overnight, right? And the reality is if you had those plans for A, B, C and D, that overnight is not really overnight. You had it here in the back shelf. You've just moved it to the front shelf. Yeah, yeah. And then you've used it and it's really, it's fairly ready to go and you're not going to miss things. Yeah. Because you know, we all know when you're doing something under time pressure with a lot of, you know, stress around it, then things do get missed. And so that's the other bit about that. Having those plans means you've not got to get your whole head around it. Yeah. You've already thought, is this available? This available? These are the pros. These are the cons. Okay. I don't like this issue that we've come up with this road bump. If I do that, I'll actually be in a better position because that option will help a deal with this yeah. road bump. And you can do 
in a you know in that really considered way that gives a better outcome yeah absolutely i think you're absolutely right and so i guess you know in terms of exiting elegantly we've talked all about preparation we've talked about not just preparing the business and the staff and the communication strategies we've also talked about preparing mentally and emotionally we've talked about not getting stuck on the idea that you're going to be great mates so being aware of what could happen in the environment we've talked about moving your stuff out and tying up your loose ends quickly and not letting that drag on. We've talked about being careful about knowing about how a bit of knowledge can be a burden perhaps in this area if you feel like you know enough to do elements on your own without getting the right advice along the way. Do you think there's anything we're missing here, Fiona? What else should we be throwing into the mix? I think that's it. The only thing I would add is make sure you know how you're going to celebrate your success at the end. I like that one. That's a great way to finish, Fiona. Excellent. (laughs) But, you know, we're laughing. That is such a good point. You know, that is such a good point. And because sometimes the end rolls on for a while, I guess it gives you a good point, a good reason to make sure you wrap everything up quickly. And to know when the end is. To know when the end is, but just to make sure you've got that real that point of celebration where you mark it. Yeah, I think that's important. I think as people, we need to celebrate our successes and certainly going through a sale process and getting through the whole thing is a success. And once you've done that, acknowledging that success helps you move on as well. So I actually think it's a really important part of the process. And you know what, whether it's a bottle of champagne, which is always a good thing, or a trip overseas, (laughs) it doesn't matter what it is. And it just... You know, just knowing that you, how to celebrate your success will help round it out for you. Absolutely. I think that, and what a great way to round out this episode. Fiona, I just want to say a massive thank you to you for coming on and chatting about this topic. I really enjoyed it. Not only was it an excellent title, How to Exit Elegantly, but I think it touches on some really, really key important points that all of the listeners, no matter what side of the table you sit on, will find really useful. So Fiona, thank you so much for coming on board. Thank you. Great. So look, if you'd like more information about this topic, or if you'd like to speak to Fiona or any other one of our legal eagles on our M&A services division, then head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com or aspectlegal.com.au. Aspect Legal has a number of great services that help businesses prepare for a sale or acquisition to help them prepare in advance and to get transaction ready. We've also got a range of services to help guide businesses through the sale and acquisitions process. We work with clients both big and small and have different types of services depending on size and complexity. We provide a free consultation to discuss your proposed sale or acquisition So see our show notes on how to book a time to speak with us or head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au.
And finally, if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please pop over to Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player and leave us a review. And if you haven't subscribed, of course, just hit subscribe while you're there. Well, look, thanks again for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and Fiona Yind on The Deal Room Podcast, proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. Ladies and gentlemen. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to the Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au. 